podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothband with a croaky voice back in the chair. Uh, since we were last on the podcast, we've won in the FA Cup quarterfinal, and we know who our semi-final opponents are. We also know who our Champions League quarterfinal opponents are, and we know our route to a potential final in Paris too. Um, there's no City games to look forward to, so let's just spend our time celebrating another trip to Wembley and City playing the best teams in the world, a far cry from York City away, to uh, discuss that and much more. I've got three City fans. Welcome to Ian Lees. Hi, Lizo. Hi, mate. How are you? Good to see you. And to Edward Timpson. Welcome, Edward. Hi, Nigel. And last but certainly not least, welcome to Nick Goldstone. Hi, Nick. Hi there, Nigel. Listen, let's start at Southampton. Not not at our best. 4-1 maybe flattered us a bit, but a victory against a team who have caused us a few problems over the last couple of times we've played them, Edward. So uh, good good to get a victory out of the way and uh, yet another, another trip to the Etihad South to, uh, to Wembley Stadium. Yeah, if we can get there with the trains. But yeah, really fantastic that we've, uh, I think the fourth season in a row, we've hit the semi-final. Uh, not quite as good as the women's team. Uh, um, just to give them a shout out, one 4-0 against Everton. It's their, uh, I think, seventh or maybe even eighth consecutive semi-final, certainly since at least 2015. But yeah, we, we got there in the end. Southampton haven't been an easy team for us this season. We lost... Uh, sorry, we drew at home nil-nil, I think, uh, towards the beginning of the season, September. And then more recently, you drew again, uh, one all away uh, in January. So they, they, they have put us under a lot of pressure. And when you look at the stats out of this game, they don't tell the whole story, particularly that first half where after a reasonably good start, we really start, started to falter and, and lose our rhythm. And some of the aspects that we found a little frustrating over the last few weeks started to rear their ugly head again and it really needed the half time uh, to get us back on track but uh, as it's all worked out it is a slightly flattering 4-1 win in the quarterfinal of the FA Cup we would have taken that uh, many times over not, not a few years ago so uh, we just need to make sure that we uh, make the most of it and uh, ensure that that, that uh, FA Cup semi-final reaps the rewards of another final and another trophy Nick, your thoughts about the game at, uh, at Southampton? 4-1, as we said, did flatter us slightly. Yeah, I thought it was scruffy and poor in, in general, really. Um, you know, there were some pretty disappointing performances around the pitch. Um, I thought up at the front, there was, there's far too little going on until the changes were made. Um, and you know we just lacked control across the across the the game generally, um, and it was a bit of it was a bit of more of the same, unfortunately, and that we've seen in the past, you know, sort of six to eight weeks or so, mostly. Lisa, what what pleased you about the performance? And obviously, we uh, I can understand Nick's slight disappointment, and uh, we haven't necessarily been firing all, on all cylinders for a few games now. But uh, we are in the we are in the semi finals of the FA Cup. Um, we scored four goals against another Premier League side, so I don't 
all was wrong. Uh, and as as Nick rightly says, it was kind of the changes um, and bringing those two different strikers on to make a bit of a difference. What what pleased you particularly about the performance? Well, I must admit, I disagree with you. Kai thought it was a, an excellent performance. I thought the game management, the player management, bearing in mind we're at the business end of the season now, uh, with Reed been out and the players roughly playing two games a week, um, I thought Pep got it right. I thought he brought on players, first of all, to see if we could edge the game, of which we started to. We got an unfortunate own goal. Um, and then <clears throat> Pep just then stepped it up a gear, brought a couple of players on the last 20 minutes and, and put it to bed, to be honest with you. Um, and if you looked at the Liverpool game yesterday, they actually did the same thing. They had uh, some of their team, uh, the first team, Salah didn't play. Um, and then all of a sudden they brought on five or six players and, and got it into the semi-final. And I just think it just shows that we don't have the the, the depth that uh, a lot of people are reporting we have, and we're managing the players as best we can. And I, I think he's, I think we've had a great season, to be honest with you, bearing in mind the, the, the things we've gone through. So I think Pep's done a great job, absolute great job. And and just to take a point on, on Ed's, um, Edward's point with the ladies, I think the same thing there. Gareth Taylor has had uh, some serious injuries throughout the season. He's pulled it through, got it together. We've won a, a League Cup and uh, we're going forward again. So again, I think all the managers are actually doing a great job so far at City. In, we've got a bit of a, a, a difference of opinion here, Edward. Help us out here. So you'd be the our arbitrator here. We've got Nick, who's particularly disappointed. We've got Ian said it was a pretty good performance. We're... Where do you sit and then maybe pick out one or two individuals that, that stood out for you? Well, I think the dilemma for being a City fan at the moment is we set such high standards and we've seen such um, incredibly uh, high-level football uh, for quite a few seasons now that if there, if there are some games where we maybe aren't quite at the same um, level that we would see on, on the games where there are um, some exceptional performances, then we, we're quick, I suppose we can be quite quick to criticise because we want to see that week in, week out. Uh, but I, I think Ian's point about game management is a, is, a, is a point well made. We've played Southampton twice this season already. I'd say we drew both of them. So we know it's going to be uh, a difficult game. And for, for, for the first time in a while, I was looking at the statistics on uh, the amount of subs that, uh, Pep uses and he's actually one of the lowest users of subs uh, in the Premier League but he, when he uses them they tend to be quite effective and it's exactly what we saw in this game so I think um, yes we could argue about some of the uh, individual performances um, it's great to see KDB getting very much back to his his best and controlling the game uh, Foden's cameo just demonstrates just what a world-class player he is there's still um, I think going to be a, a running debate about the, the front three uh, and particularly between the Grealish versus Sterling and where they should play. Uh, but I'd also just want to point out Stefan, who who doesn't play that often, but I think is actually turning out to be a really um, solid understudy uh, for uh, Edison when, when he's in goal. One particularly um, impressive save, but a, quite a difficult moment in the game, which could have turned it. So um, I, I would, in always remembering some of the um, incredible tricks and um, uh, passes to the outside of his foot by Cancelo. I, I would say in, in, in this game, KDB stood out, but also 
just think Stefan is someone who we should value more as um, a key part of our squad. Um, bearing in mind, uh, uh, you know, again, as, as Ian said, it's, it's perhaps not as uh, as deep as, as people would like it to think think it is. Um, although we do have some incredible academy players coming through. So a bit of a challenge here then for you, Nick. In the next sort of section that you're going to lead us through, you're not allowed to say anything negative. Let, let, let's have your positive spin. I mean, Edward's done a great job. We've had a great goal from Foden. We've had KDB uh, back in the swing of things. Stefan got a mention, Cancelo, the outside of Cancelo's foot. Here's your opportunity to wax lyrical about this amazing team who are top of the Premier League. Uh, they're through to the next phase of the Champions League. They're in the semi-final of the FA Cup. What a team, eh, Nick? Off you go. Fill your boots, mate. Over to you. Well, it's not difficult, I mean, but there's, there's nothing wrong with being critical. I think it's um, it, the there's, there's stats in the past couple of months or so speak for themselves, but the reality is that we're top of the league, we're in the semi-final of the FA Cup and going to Wembley, and we've got a fabulous tie in the Champions League to look forward to. And in a couple of weeks' time, we've got a run of games that most um, teams in the world and most supporters uh, would would uh, do anything to to have, and you know it's not necessarily going to be entirely make or break for the whole season. But it, it, you know, when it comes to it, what we want to see is the city that we know on the absolutely at the top of their game, um, and this is you know what we were used to many years ago was our season coming to an end in sort of December or early January when we get knocked out of the FA Cup then. We've now got a situation where we're doing where we've got that kind of situation in the middle of April. Um but and you know there's nothing wrong with that. We might we might win the games, we might lose them. But we what we desperately want to see is the kind of performances that we saw against say PSG last year when you know we won that tie and played, frankly, probably as well as as, as I've ever seen our team play in 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 my in my lifetime. What I don't want, what you know, what I'm hoping is not going to happen, and I'm not expecting it to happen. What I'm certainly hoping is not going to happen is that we we sort of continue on this run of slightly offish sort of form and don't perform to the levels that we can do. And I, and I don't think there's any. There's no reason whatsoever to think that just because we've had a had a few games here or there where we've not been right on it recently, why that should continue. Because when we get to the really big games, there's absolutely no reason why we're not going to turn it on. I just hope that we do. Uh, not a bad effort. Um, didn't quite stick to the brief, but you did all right. Um, let me help you then if I can, Nick. So City have scored four or more goals in a single match for the 80th time. I'll just repeat that for the 80th time, under Pep Guardiola, the next best team, I can tell you, are Liverpool. And how many have they scored? How many games have they scored? Four or more in that time. 53, isn't it? 58. 58. So there's something else we could celebrate, eh, Nick, if you, if you, if you wanted to. But you don't have to. If you don't want, you can stay no, being miserable. I'm going to get the balloons out. Getting the balloons out now. Yeah? All right, good man. Okay. Nick's getting the balloons out. Ian, help him a bit more then, please, before we move on. And so he's made a good point, actually, about, and I agree with him completely, what a time to be a City fan. 
Yeah, we, all the, all these cups, as he said, the runner games that we're coming up against Atletico Madrid on the fifth of April, City play Liverpool on the tenth of April in the Premier League. Then we play Atletico again, and then Liverpool again in the semi final. I mean, that's just games that just we would have dreamt of, isn't it? Uh, absolutely, and and this is where um, we have to be uh, in in admiration of Pep because he's taken us to that level that um, the likes of Man United were uh, 10 years ago. Um, and as City fans, I think now, and I think uh, Edward's quite right, he, he, we've actually taken it to the level where we're expecting to win every game and win every game by four or five. Bearing in mind, and I've said earlier, that our, our squad is depleted and we are using the academies. And, you know, again, what are the academy players coming through? Four or five decent players coming through now. Um, quite impressive, and he even started with a right back in the Champions League against Lisbon, and he's only a young kid. Really great um, prospects there, and again, we just keep breaking records. So um, you know, I'm looking forward to to breaking some more records. But again, we're coming towards the end of the season, and you're always expecting the tougher games at the end of the season. You've got to. The we've got the best four now in the FA Cup. We're coming to the last day of the, of the Champions League. So, again, you're going to be facing tough opposition. And, and I think with Atletico, Atletico Madrid's not going to be an easy game. Simeone is known for it. Um, and I think I was reading a stat um, the other day that at Old Trafford in the second half, out of 45 minutes of football, sorry, out of 45 minutes of playing time, there was only 21 minutes of football which tells you something about uh, the, the team itself. So, again, you know, this is what Pep's there for. He'll, he'll manage it. He'll put it to a team together that needs to do the job, and he'll stick to the plans he puts in place. So I, I'm really looking forward to the challenge, to be honest with you. Edward, we're in contention for three trophies within two months of the end of the season. That's surely something to celebrate. Help, help Nick out. He's looking, he's looking a bit depressed tonight. Well, I don't know. I think I think Nick's just um, trying to sort of lance that that blues ball, as he said, so that for the rest of the season he'll be on an absolute high and uh, sort of uh, you know living living the dream. So we'll 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 see we'll see you next time he's on whether that's worked or not. But um, I, you know, I, actually, if you look at the fixtures for the whole of April, we've got nine fixtures. Uh, so we're pretty much one every three days. I am actually yes, you've got those four sort of titanic matches back to back. Uh, which is, as you as you say, uh, sort of um, absolute fantasy football for us as City fans. You can't really ask for anything better than that, uh, apart from winning them all, of course. Um, but actually, either side of that, we've got Premier League games against Burnley, Wolves, Brighton, Watford, and Leeds. And that's, actually, they're the ones where the Premier League and potentially our season are going to be decided. And um, so we shouldn't keep uh, our, our sort of gaze away from the importance of those. Um, but yeah, we can't we can't complain uh, to be in this position at this stage of the season. Uh, we're still in contention. We've done the treble before, um, albeit different trophies. Um, the ones that we're still in, in contention with. Um, I think we have to just keep the the optimistic lilt and, and recognise we are not just technically the best team. I think we're the best managed team, best coached team. Uh, we should be able to do this. Um, Atletico Madrid are a, a big obstacle in our way. Um, it's what we do with the possession that we have the ball uh, and that we don't end up just um, passing it around the, the arc of their defence um, and then putting wayward crosses in. We've really got to 
I think, um, dissect them. But also, we've got to make sure we win the 50-50 balls against Atletico Madrid and not get frustrated, which is, of course, what they want to happen. Um, and we'll see, I think, quite a few changes in, in that team, the one that we, we saw against Southampton um, uh, in the FA Cup. But yeah, lots to celebrate, lots to look forward to. Uh, no guarantees, but I think we are still in good shape. Yeah, can I just say something there, Nigel, as well? If you look at Liverpool's fixtures, they tentatively have a harder running to on the Premier League than we do. We've got Man United to play, we've got Tottenham to play, we've got Villa at Villa Park to play, Newcastle at um, St James's Park to play. So they're not they're not going to be easy games. They're going to be potentially some banana skins there. So I think I don't think the, the Premier League's done dusted by any means by, with with either club at the moment. Sure. I mean, you could argue they've got the momentum, the M word. Um, Nick, let's sort of break this down then. I mean, we, we know, yes, we can get um, awfully excited about these three potential trophies, the, a treble we've never done before, of course, with the Champions League in there. Just breaking it down, how do you see the Premier League, first of all? Um, I've mentioned Liverpool have got the momentum. We've obviously still got to play each other, which will be a massive fixture. Um, how, how, how do you see that panning out, just sticking with the Premier League for, for a moment? Yeah, I, I think it's right on paper. We've got a slightly easier running. Um, and, you know, we, we we arguably had the harder games and the away away fixtures slightly earlier in the season, and we've got those pretty much pretty much out of the way. Um, obviously, we've got hopefully some sort of advantage in playing Liverpool at home uh, rather than away in a, in a couple of weeks' time. Um, but it's it's impossible to 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 determine which way things are going to go. Um, uh, you know, I, I think statistically you'd say, well, you know, Liverpool have won what eight nine in, in a row now. If 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 they go on and win another nine or ten um, in a row, then you just got to say, well done. Um, it's pretty unlikely they they nearly did it a few years ago and and failed. Uh, it's difficult to believe that they're going to not drop any points. But I think the way that we're playing at the moment, just right now, I think you could say the same about City. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily to say that we're going to drop points against Liverpool, but you know, you're just as likely potentially to drop points against one of those slightly lesser teams in a difficult fixture with all of those games crammed in. It's, it's just so, it's, it's just so difficult to say. Oh, you... abs- absolutely on a knife edge. But if you are a betting man, you're going to come down one side or the other. You're going with Liverpool just because of that momentum, or would you say City at this stage? Uh, well, I would. I would say that on the momentum, you'd probably put Liverpool slightly ahead. But based on history and what City do at the end of seasons like this, I'm going to say that we're going to make it over the line one way or the other. Is that where you are, Lizo? Absolutely. Um, I'd just refer you back to the Aguero moment, the 93.2 seconds where the, the Premier League was actually decided at the last kick of the whole season. So the, the Premier League's the toughest league in the world. Let's not um, beat anything about it. So Liverpool, you know, we've had Liverpool chasing our tails for a long time now. Uh, we've had Man United chasing our tails. We beat them off. Um, and just for that one season where Liverpool took the title, uh, we've uh, we've been dominated. I think we've uh, taken it five times out of the last 10 years. So, you know, again, you can't write City off for anything at the moment. You, and, and you certainly can't write off Pep. 
And where are you then, Edward, just on the Premier League before we move on to the other two? Well, there's still a lot of variables, aren't there, between now and the end of the season. A lot of those teams that I, I mentioned were playing in April, Burnley, Brighton, Watford, Leeds, all fighting for their Premiership, uh, Premier League survival. Uh, it depends how far they've managed to get before we play them and whether they've taken the foot off the gas. So lots, lots of permutations, lots of things that could or couldn't happen. But I, I do think we, we, on paper, have a slightly easier run. We've got the home fixture against Liverpool. We've, done, we've been in this position before and we've, we've managed to keep ourselves ahead of the pack. So I think we've got to believe that we can do it again. All right, let's, let's uh, move on to the, uh, the Champions League then. Um, the monkey that's on our back, Edward. Just, just carry on for us as you, as you've got the mic, if you like. So, your thoughts on that? You've, you've, talk, we've talked about Atletico Madrid a bit in terms of their managers did a, a great job just outside Manchester the other night. Um, your thoughts then ahead of that tie, and of course the potential run in as well, where we, uh, we potentially could beat meet Liverpool in in a final potentially again. It could be a, <laughs> beating beating them there would be quite nice. Uh, well, I mean, that would be the, the ultimate, wouldn't it? Uh, um, we've dined out on that for a very, very long time and remind them of it uh, on a fairly regular basis. But um, I think, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is the first um, round where we could have drawn another English team. Um, and we haven't. Uh, so at least we haven't got the ignominy of playing Tottenham or uh, Liverpool in a quarterfinal and losing it. But we have got Atletico Madrid and we touched on uh, their sort of dogged Simeone inspired approach to football which isn't the best to watch but as we saw against United is seriously effective but I think Pep will know exactly what what will uh, be set up against our team um, he needs to get the selection right I think he's got some in- interesting conundrums there what does he do about Rodri Fernandinho I think he's going with Rodri at the moment but I think Fernandinho could have um, a good say in one of the legs uh, of, of that um, of those games and then the one I mentioned earlier the Grealish Sterling um, if you look at their uh, performances this season they've both played 17 Premier League uh, matches they started um, and then their overall return for the for the first team Grealish has scored four goals three assists Sterling 13 goals five assists so on that basis you'd go with Sterling plus his greater Champions League experience but you never know we might end up with Jesus, Mares, and Foden up front but I think whatever the whatever the permutation, it's the execution of the game plan, um, and I think um, you know Pep is probably better placed um, than the Man United setup were in trying to achieve that. And that it may be that Atletico Madrid have taken that as far as they can this season. We just need to make sure that they have. Uh, Lisa, I know, I know where your heart is. I've known you a long time, and you've got as heart as as big as the Kipax. Uh, but in terms of your brain, what do you, that's tiny, by the way. Um, so, so your your brain, what's that telling you in terms of City and Champions League, Lisa? Where, where, where do you think we're going to end up? Is it is it City's to win this year, or is it going to be another another year or two to wait? Well, you... like like I said, wait wait any competition when you get to the quarterfinal, semi-final stage, you, you can win, lose, draw them, uh, whether a decision by the referee goes against your VAR. Um, but on performance, I think the only team that I'd be really, um, I'm not scared of, but just uh, worried about would be Bayern Munich, uh, to be honest with you. Um, and and to, be, to answer uh, Edward's point, we could have ended up with Man United if they'd have beaten Atletico. 
um, which would have been really nice because I'd love to have uh, beaten them in, in a Champions League. Um, but no, I, I, again, we've got to trust Pep. Um, he knows what he's doing. He's proved that already. Um, I know one or two people doubted him when we got beat against Chelsea uh, uh, in Oporto, but that's the trophy he's not won with City, and that's the trophy he wants, and that's the one that uh, City, all, uh, all City fans, and you know, uh, as you know, Nigel, I'm a tour guide at City, and every time I get an opposing uh, fan from Liverpool or Man United on it, the first thing they ask me is, "Where's your Champions League trophy?" That's a good joke, isn't it? Yeah, funny. Mm, yeah. Um, it allows you all roll around laughing, I suppose, as well as the, as, as soon as they say that, I'm sure. Um, well, oh, oh, sorry, just to answer that question, Nigel, I always say, look, we have no room in the museum at the moment. When we put a bit of space in there or re- uh, extend it, we'll, we'll go for the Champions <laughs> League trophy. I did like your story as well the other day where you said there's only, I think if I'm right in saying, you say there's only two red things at the Etihad Stadium and you get people to try and guess what they are. And, and if I remember right, the, the answer is the fire extinguishers and the tomato ketchup. Um, and they're the only two red things. And even the chef is working on some blue tomato ketchup, I believe, as well. Just That's to make right. Sure That's that. exactly what we said, yes. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> uh, brilliant. Uh, so... Uh, Nick, just your thoughts on the Champions League before we uh, move on to the FA Cup. Uh, is it City's year? Well, look, I'm going to be. I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to live up to your expectations, Nigel, and say that history tells us that as many as many times as we've all sat here and extolled Pep's genius, literally and honestly, that. You know, he's kind of only got himself to blame for a lot of the, our our recent Champions League history, um, and we've not quite managed to get over the line, whether it be in the final or or prior, normally the quarter final, um, against teams that we should beat. Um, so, you know, Atletico team, you know, purely on footballing terms, we should beat them. We know they're going to be difficult. We know they've got they know how to. They they don't know how to play the gamesmanship angle. They're going to wind the they're going to wind you up. They're going to be nasty. They're going to be horrible. They're going to be smelly and all the rest of it. Uh, and they're going to get in your face and they're going to make life very very difficult. But in purely footballing terms, we should beat them. You know, seven eight nine times out of ten. Uh, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we will. Um, so again. Yeah, we're not on brilliant form right now. Does that mean that that you can say hand on heart, yes, it's our year for the Champions League? No, I don't think I don't think so. I mean, we've had better years where we've been in a much much better, much more comfortable position in the league. Uh, you know, we've had much less pressure. We've arguably had a a slightly sort of deeper, better squad in terms of how well players are performing. Um, so. Yeah, we've been in better situations than we are right now, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we're not going to pull it out the bag this time round. Let's hope we do. So what about the FA Cup final then, Nick, quickly? Oh, gosh. Well, I think it's a really great... Honestly, I think it's going to be a really exciting game against Liverpool. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be good to get back to Wembley again. And beyond that, don't know. You know, it's going to be the last game of a very, very tough run of games before the next one comes along. And a lot of it could come down to how things go in the previous three. 
Um, you mentioned, Edward, the fact that we probably, those living in, in Manchester will need to start walking now, I think, because uh, they've arranged it over kind of an Easter weekend where an awful lot of uh, rail work, I believe, is happening and there's not going to be any trains back. I mean, it just sounds like a bit of a, a nonsense. doesn't seem as though it's been thought through properly. That aside, um, your thoughts on City's chances? We like the FA Cup, don't we? But Pep's only won it once, I think. Once. He, he, he has, yeah. But we, as I said uh, before, we've made it to this stage on a pretty regular basis. I think the last time we won it was, it was the thrashing of Watford, which was about, it was the strangest game to ever go to in the uh, FA Cup final, where within about 10 minutes you're sort of relaxed and just enjoying the game. Um, I doubt whether the semi-final against Liverpool is going to be like that. I think it will be probably a bit of a shooting match if off the back of some big games, probably if some personnel changes, which puts a, a bit more... Um, sort of edge edge into what may or may not happen. So I think it's just on the day. It's going to be whether we uh, manage to um, you know, beat, beat them at their own game. It could be quite open. Um, I hope it will be a, a, a good, proper football match. And again, I think we just have to um, believe that we can, we can win that. And by then, I also hope we've managed to get ourselves back into really good run of form from the previous games, which is so crucial. Uh, whether Diaz is back by then, I don't know, but I think he would be good to have him uh, in the in the team and certainly in the squad for the, for the running uh, that we've got, got off the back of that. But yeah, as, in terms of getting there, probably need to make a friend in Milton Keynes now. Um, otherwise, you might might not have anywhere to stop over to get to the, the match on time. So I think we're on the Sunday, probably going to end up being about half past five. Um, so it's... Yeah, I mean, it's for me. It's, it's. I know it's why it's being done. It's for the TV rights and all the rest of it. But from a fan's point of view, it's pretty ridiculous. Uh, and I just wish they would think think it through more carefully uh, about the implications for the for the you know the, the fan who uh, I know we've gone to the um, to the FA Cup final and semi final on a um, almost annual basis now. So for for City, when I think I only went once in 1999 in a 30 year period. It's still a special event and you really want to be there. So they should make it a lot easier for us, um, especially if we're going to win. Absolutely. Let's let's talk about some stuff we've talked about in the last couple of weeks, but you guys haven't been on. Uh, and there's been a lot of press around um, City in the market for a new striker. Um, Harlan's been mentioned. Kane has been mentioned. Salah's been mentioned. I just would, wouldn't mind us just a quick roundup of your your views on per many one of those three. Would you take any of them? You've got a favourite. Do you think it's actually going to happen? Lisa, you kick us off on this one then in terms of uh, City's... Uh, Search for a striker. Well, I'm quite excited with Alvarez, to be honest with you. Having watched some of the YouTube videos and some of his performances over the last three weeks, if he does that um, in South America, I'll tell you what, forget the rest of it. We'll we'll just take him. He's on par definitely with Aguero. Wow. So no, no Harland for you. Don't need to keep keep the 150 million in the bank and. just yeah. use Alvarez, and he's, yeah. he's he's already as good as Aguero. That's some that's some claim, Lizo. Yeah, I know, but at um, less than twenty million pound, it's a, it's a great gamble to be honest with you. When you talk, I think Haaland's now we, we can get for sixty five million euros. I think that's his get out clause. I think Harry Kane too much for for that player. Um, 
and and again, whichever whichever um, forward you get, it's always a gamble. Even Alvarez, he's not played in European football, so we don't know how he'll perform really. Only on what we've heard from and seen in South America, Haaland. I believe when he came to England and played as gangsters, I think uh, Diaz handled him very well. Um, Kane, obviously, um, past two weeks, he really did uh, turn it on on that one game. But again, uh, too old. Will he fit in the Pep squad? Because it seems to be him and Son. So if you're going to buy Kane, I think you've got to buy Son as well. Um, so again, there's lots of permutations, but um, I just have to rely on, on the backroom staff at City and they know what they're doing and they're not going to break the bank um, to, to, to do it. They've got Grealish for £100 million, um, and a lot, there's been a lot of questions there, but I don't think Grealish has done that bad, um, to be honest with you. I think he had a good game against United. He has his off games, but again, so have all the City players. So, again, Pep's adapted and managed his team well. You know, at the start of the season, we haven't got a striker. What's going to happen? One gun a minute, without a striker, we're at the top of the league and, and scoring 50 goals plus again. All right, Nick, um, Lizo is claiming that Alvarez is already better than Aguero. Um, no need to get anybody else. Um, quite a claim. Um, would you agree with that? From what you've seen, you've seen three YouTube clips and he's already... There's going to be a statue for him next season, by the sounds of it, because there's one coming for Aguero. I think I've only seen two YouTube clips, so I'm definitely at a disadvantage. But, um, I mean, the, the, the reality is that we've scored eight or nine or ten go- goals more this year than we've had, we did at the same point in the season last. And I've, I've, and I've said earlier, earlier on in, in, in earlier podcasts, I don't think it's about whether you, whether you have a striker or whether you don't, is about scoring 100 odd goals every season, whoever scores them. Um, at the moment, I think we're suffering from not converting enough chances and not, and not converting enough quarter and half chances on that transition going forward when you know the passes are going wrong and the, 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 the recipient is making the wrong decision. Um, but the... I think the outcome of, uh, but having said that, I think we do need. To, I think we need a change, and we need a refresh at the top at the top half of the pitch. I think there's one or two candidates to potentially go. Um, for me, probably number one is Gabriel Jesus, who uh, just needs needs a change. Um, and what what that change is, and when it happens, I think we've got months and months of speculation and messing around and and press hyperbole um, to go through before it all happens. Um, Alvarez might well be the, ne- the next best striker for the next 10 years. Hopefully he will be. We'll wait and see. Um, but it, it's probably right that City are chasing one of the world's top strikers that now and that we'll regret it if we don't get one of them in by the beginning of next season. You want to see Haaland in a City shirt again, don't you, Edward? Surely you want to see one of, as, as Nick rightly says, one of the top strikers in the world. He's he's the right man for the job, isn't he? We need him, don't we? Well, I would like to see him in a, a, a City shirt playing his, his best football, uh, but I wouldn't want it to happen for, at any price and to create sort of disjointed sort of sense to the whole team team and the way that we play. And uh, I mean, we're clearly in the market for a, a, a striker. They've, 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 come out and said that Pep, Pep said so 
And it's no secret that Harlan's one of those that they've been talking to, probably through his agent. Uh, and came, we put three bids in last season. So, and apparently Pep's still keen on Kane. So that, they're still going to try. Alvarez is, you know, um, irrespective of his, his, his YouTube clips, he's still an unknown quantity in the in the in the Premier League. But they clearly seen something that they massively rate, uh, and I'm I'm very excited about you know the potential for Aguero Mark II. I mean, what a difference he made to uh, to our club over his his decade um, with with us. Um, so yes, I would like to see a bit of a refresh, as Nick says. I think, as I said on an earlier podcast, it wouldn't surprise me if Pep's trying to think about the evolution of the game and how we can then take it to the next level where you start to integrate someone with immense striking power with the way he likes to play football. Now, it may be impossible. It may be, um, um, uh, you know, uh, round pegs in square holes, but he's the sort of person who wants to try and be the uh, the vanguard of uh, the next generation of, of footballers and how they um, take football onto the next level. Um, so we will see what happens. I don't think they'll pay silly money now. Um, they'll walk away and let others do that. Uh, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we do see a new face at the start of next season. Alvarez plus someone else. We'll have, just have to wait and see. All right. Can I just throw something in there? What about other positions there? Uh, and I know we've been talking about forwards, but uh, Gundogan's been here a long time now. We've got a right-back, left-back prop, maybe problem. Um, I, I think we've got a few other positions we need to look at as well. So I, I don't know what or everybody else seems to think on that. We just seem to be talking about a forward at the moment. Nick, do you think we've got problems elsewhere, opportunities elsewhere? I think we've got a lot of central midfielders. Um, yeah, I think the, the, the forward position is the most uh, obvious. Um, I think we're, we're in a better position than we have been in recent years in terms of the full-backs and probably the the centre-backs as well. Gundogan is, yeah, he's getting along in the two. Fernandinho is definitely the, the wrong side of his peak. Um, so, yeah, sure, absolutely. Where do you use the priorities, Edward? Is, is, the, is the extra striker to sit along Alvarez, Alvarez as the one that we need or do you actually like ENC? opportunities elsewhere that we may well be in the market for come come the summer i think she's definitely looking elsewhere as well not just sort of resting on the laurels you look at left back's been a problem area for a long time and although uh, zinchenko has been a, a, a great uh, player for us uh, trying to cover that era cancelo's come into his own a little bit uh, more on the left uh, we've still been sort of sniffing around for a more orthodox left back um, who fits the mould that we need for the team. And, you know, Chilwell, I remember, was on our radar for a while and one or two others. So I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they certainly put some feelers out. Carl uh, Walker, who's still like an express train and um, is uh, phenomenal for his age, but he is now um, the wrong side of, of, uh, of 30. They might want to think about how they find the new the new Carl Walker, either with, within the academy squad or, or um, in... Um, in some of the uh, youth players coming through other teams. But, um, you know, I think that they're always looking to strengthen the squad, irrespective of where it is on the pitch. But ultimately, it is about uh, winning football matches. And we are scoring a lot of goals. We aren't letting that many in. Um, so if we start with the same squad next season, although I'd be slightly disappointed, um, I still think we would be favourites. And just answering your own question, Lizo, do you, do you 
where do you see the priorities? Do, is Stryker still going to be, the, well, you don't believe so, you think we've already got him, but where, where do you see the priorities, Lizo? I, I think, and it's the first time I'll agree with Nick on this one, that we actually need to cover um, Fernandinho. I think Rodri's been an immense player, but he looks a little bit tired, a little bit fatigued over the last couple of games. He's made a couple of unusual mistakes. Um, and I think it's just uh, time that we need to replace uh, Fernandinho. Again, great stalwart for the club. Uh, it has been for many years. Um, again, left back, agree with Edward. We need a, an out and out left back, which we haven't got. Um, and maybe one other just to cover um, uh, Kevin De Bruyne and Gundogan, to be honest with you. Well, that's a big shopping list. Nick? Yeah, I, I'm not sure. It's probably the wrong the wrong time in, in the season to be talking about about players in and out in, 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 in the summer. But actually, uh, I think buying buying a really top striker is not necessarily going to preclude us doing other deals as well. Um, because I think there'll be there'll be players going um, in the summer, you know, for for, ten, for, for, for relatively big money. It's not just going to be the very fringe players. And just very finally, in terms of left back, I would just want to repeat. I think uh, Alexander Sinchenko is, should have a should have a place at City for as long as he wants it um, for, for various reasons. But he, he's a he's a fantastic. Um, uh, stalwart member of our squad with a great backstory regardless of what's happened very recently he had a great backstory prior to that anyway um, but just from a perspective of um, you know everything else going on with him I think he needs to st- st- hopefully I think he needs to s- stay where he is with a club that he's been with a long time now uh, and not have to have to worry about anything else um, no. For me, that overrides all the football league reasons, but I also think he's a great player. We all agree with that, I'm sure. Before you go, I want a number from you. The number you will give me is either zero. You can't say anything else, just a number. You will answer this either zero, one, two, or three. That's all you can do. I'm not taking any other words, okay? Do you all understand the question? Your, your answer, I haven't given you the question yet, but the answer will be zero, one, two, or three. Here we go. Starting with you, Nick. How many trophies will Manchester City end up with this season? Three. Edward Timpson, how many trophies will Manchester City end up with this season? Two. Ian Lees, how many trophies will Manchester City end up with this season? Now you know I'm not going to answer that question, but I think four. I think we'll get the charity. I think we'll get the charity shield as well. <laughs> Fantastic! It's been a huge pleasure. Thank Nigel, you, Nigel. How many? Uh, three. Absolutely three. No question. Bring it on. That's what I say. Despite listening to you for the first half of this program, I'm still going to be positive. I'm going to leave being positive, Nick Goldstone. Huge pleasure. Thank you to my three guests. To the slightly negative, Nick Goldstone. Uh, to Edward Timpson and to my good friend Ian Lees. This is Nigel Rothband saying thanks for listening and we'll talk to you all very soon. If you'd like to advertise on or sponsor this show, contact us at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.